The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello everyone and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for December 13th, 2022. I am Herbie Allen, and um, as always, I'm joined by my uh, co-facilitator, Twinkling Tori. Hello, Tori. Hello, Herbie. What did you do? Check the date before we started? I'm not supposed to give my secrets away. (laughs) Well, you usually only get it right when you're at the computer, and I know you're cooking today. Exactly. Yes, I did check it literally right before. Um, (laughs) So that way I knew know what I'm talking about. It's an amazing concept uh, when you do it that way. All right, so no monkeying around. Well, actually, there's going to be a lot of monkeying around, I'm sure. But <laughs> Yeah, because you're nuts. I know. Okay. Get her gone. Um, anyway, today we're going to be making monkey bread. And this is a very interesting recipe because I have actually made this only once before. And it was actually in my uh, cooking class that I did back at the Orientation and Training Center in Seattle, Washington. That is their independent living resource, and it's still around today, actually. I do believe it is. At least it was a couple years ago. And um, And here's something new. We're going to be baking something that I've never baked before. Yeah, this will be new. All right. And... um, so what's pretty cool is I actually did this recipe with my home ec teacher. And uh, this is her recipe I uh, got from her recently. This uh, comes to us from Haley, who uh, some of you know from the community. She does the essential oils call, and uh, she's uh, been on uh, others as well. And so I want to thank her for giving me this recipe again and uh, so we're going to make it today now this is actually you know pretty much a straightforward recipe it's uh, like i said it's been 20 years since i uh, last made it so but it, it's still very straightforward and it's basically biscuits sugar cinnamon butter and brown sugar and uh with, the, enough, have- with the optional addition of nuts and raisins Yes, oh, and we're going to do the nuts, not the raisins, but... Uh, I'm doing both. To... You're doing both? Mm-hmm. Now, if I was making this nice, I might put strawberries on it. That might be good, but... Uh, um, We're just going to do nuts on this one, as neither Chanel or I are a fan of raisins. So, well, I, I do like the chocolate raisins, but I don't think those would do too well on here. Actually, might. it might, because of it being a sweet recipe, it might work. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, well. I, I, I'm sure I it'll be great don't... without. Yes, it will be. Don't worry, Chanel. I don't have any chocolate reasons to try it with, so uh, you're, you're safe. Anyway, if you have any <laughs> questions, just definitely feel free to raise your hand and we will get to you. I will create gaps for questions as we go along. So the first part is going to be the biscuits. And this calls for two cans of the Pillsbury biscuits. And this is going to be the fun part of the recipe. And I say fun and not so good of a way. I um, should have maybe done this part outside of the call. 
because what we've got here are the canned biscuits. Now, uh, Tori actually made her own biscuits. But, she had uh, no choice. <laughs> exactly. Um, you, you, yeah, oh, no, you couldn't, couldn't even use, like, digestive biscuits, you know. Well, no, they're the wrong kind of biscuits. And exactly. you can get something similar to what you're using, but it contains dairy. And so, like I said, I had no choice. Nope, you did not. So I do have a choice, and I might have been better off just making mine, because we have to deal with these annoying cans. Oh, would have been quicker. <laughs> they are definitely quicker. That is the trade-off. So how to describe how to open these cans? These are a nightmare, because you've got to kind of get the label, the paper off, and there's really a correct way to do this and we'll just say whoa i don't do it the correct way but as you hear everything falling that uh, popping sound if you heard it yeah we did hear the popping as well amongst the all the crashing opening <laughs> and the one of the biscuits flying out then that's okay because this saves me from having to deal with sharp edges and the uh, knife and all that because I have to use a knife if I want to, uh, some to sometimes pierce the can and that actually makes it more unsafe. So I'd rather this explosion actually, as that's what's supposed to happen, rather than the um, other way around. So I'm going to kind of peel the can back and um trying to find what fell oh that was the other can and okay wow the lid just popped off of that one so i've got a interesting mess here good thing i've got a clean floor but uh um i'm going to just get these biscuits out the can and whatever I did, somehow it knocked into the other. The explosion literally knocked both cans open. So, <laughs> so it was effective anyway. It was effective. A little bit way too effective. You, I just hope you wanted both of them open. <laughs> I did want both of them open. because That's okay. Then. For two cans. <laughs> and uh, these actually come out in nice little biscuits, by the way, guys. So... Uh, you know, great way if you just want to make biscuits. We're going to make this into one big pile. And what's really fun is with this other can, the biscuits, the can did, uh, so with the first can, it opened the correct way and I could peel the biscuits out. And the second can, the lid popped off. And so I'm having to scoop the biscuits out of the can. But... Like I said, this is not a bad thing. It, it's a little bit more work than I'd like, but it's um, at least I don't have to deal with sharp edges because if you deal with those cans the wrong way, they can be painful. So that at least is the uh, fair trade-off. Okay. Yeah, you released so, your biscuits and without anybody getting hurt. So that, exactly. that's, that's the result yeah. you want. Yep. Except I'm missing a can lid now, but... Uh, yeah, you can find that later. Exactly. So, there you go. I had an easy time, and all I did Let was... Let you one of my peel... dogs. They'd find it. 
All right. Well, then bring your dog over here. And, um... Okay, so... That proved to be more interesting than what I thought. But, uh, basically, I... That can... What really helped with the original can is it had the identifiable... Thing where I could start to peel it. I had also had it sitting out of the fridge for an hour to soften up, hoping that would make it easier to open. And well, I don't think you know, did. I, was actually, I was onto something. Who knew? So, um, so you can do those cans um, without sighted help there, as a, and, and, and just. There we go. Okay, I found... I'm finding stuff all over the floor here. The, the biscuits are nice little round uh, biscuits, like I said. So, now that we've done that, our next thing is going to be the sugar. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to cut the... Um, biscuit we're, we're going to put the sugar in a bag and then we're going to kind of break apart the biscuits into quarter inch pieces and then so it says to separate the biscuit dough into 16 biscuits i could have just left it as their round biscuits instead of one massive thing but it says to it says to cut or tear each one into quarters, so that's why I didn't leave them as original biscuits, because they're just may as well cut one thing, and I think that'll make things a lot easier. And so we're going to put into our Ziploc bag sugar and cinnamon. So this calls for brown sugar and white sugar, but the brown sugar is going to be used later. So this calls for just a half cup of granulated sugar. Mm. Yep. Okay. Uh, we're going to use the cinnamon is going to help to sweeten it more. Yeah, all right. So I'm going to use what it calls for, which is a uh, half cup of sugar. And uh, so I've got here a Ziploc bag. And now I just need my measuring cups, except they are inhibiting the drawer from opening here there we go all right that's a third do i have a half cup in this set i do all right so i'm i've got my sugar container opened and i'm just going to scoop the cup into the uh, container. Oh, that is not quite a half cup. We definitely want more. I am going to use a heaping half cup because we. Because you can. Uh, you know, because I can. And, you know, guys, you want me as sweet as possible, right? I mean, come on. So, all right, some of this is spilling out, but that's okay. I'm now putting the cup inside the Ziploc bag with the handle facing out and I'm going to just let it pour into the bag and we're going to set this cup aside as I think it calls for more brown sugar than a half cup. 
maybe it doesn't. I'll go look. Yes, it does. It calls for a whole cup. That's what I thought. See, I actually look at the recipes ahead of time. All right. Next, we need a... Uh, it's a, a tablespoon of cinnamon or a teaspoon of cinnamon? No, it's a teaspoon, but I don't think that's enough. I, I definitely don't think that's enough either. All right, we are hearing a cuckoo clock, so if you could... Please mute. I'm glad to know that it's 9.15, but that uh, doesn't... Uh, Cuckoo clocks are great, me. but we don't want one on the show today. No. I mean, I mean if I'm that boring, I understand, but, uh, you know, what can I say? Um, not much. So we're going to use a whole tablespoon. Why? Because... Because we can. Exactly. It's, now, it's the law we go by because we can. <laughs> exactly. Now you can substitute other spices for this. Uh, some of them that are recommended in this recipe are cardamom, pumpkin spice. And so you do have options, but we are definitely just doing the uh, cinnamon. So I've got my cinnamon container open. I'm finding another biscuit. And... Uh, to mash it all into one thing. So really, I could have just left these biscuits out and cut each one. But then the nice thing about it all being in one pile, too, is it takes up less room on the cutting board. So Okay, so I'm just pouring this uh, generous tablespoon in. And now I've got that on the measuring spoon. I'm putting the measuring spoon in the bag again, handle side away from me, and then just turning it over. And now we're going to shake the bag. All right. And just kind of use my hands also just to kind of use the outside to blend it in a little bit more. And that almost emptied out my cinnamon bottle actually so good use for it I will have to get more cinnamon so just somebody don't let me forget all right so I'm now going to cut the dough into pieces really the knife you use for this one doesn't have to be anything special the idea is to well maybe it does matter because you want to cut into the biscuit here and I'm just cutting this into quarter inch pieces and then I'm going to lay them in the bag. The idea, if I understand this recipe correctly, is to put these all in the bag and then shake it up. And uh, Tori's not telling me I'm wrong, so that means that... Uh, That's what the recipe says, so... Yep. It does. Like I said, it's been 22 years since I last made this, guys. So, um, Okay, I'd correct you if, you if you said different to the recipe. I know you would. So I'm just kind of really cutting them. Or you can also just tear off little balls. It really doesn't matter in the end because they're all going to get baked. So it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, now is a good time for questions on what we have done so far, if anybody has any. So raise your hand if you have any questions in Zoom and hit that request to speak button if you do in Clubhouse or raise hand if you're on Club Deck. And 
we will take any questions or comments so far. So uh, let's start things off in Zoom. Sheila, welcome. And do we have any questions? Jane. Jane. Um, for the biscuits, um, how how did uh you Tori? How did you make your own um biscuits? With um, uh, oh, that's not like. Be quiet, Herbie. <laughs> With flour, butter, and um, milk, and sugar, and salt. Um, which it, trying to remember the exact amounts, um, but I can't remember the exact amounts at the moment. I, I had to use obviously dairy alternatives to the milk and butter, but I will make a point of when I put this recipe up, I will on the group, I will also put up the recipe I use to make my biscuits as you call them. All right, and why don't you remind everybody on what the address for the group is? Because I don't know it. That's why I don't remind everybody. That's why you don't? Okay, well, folks, we do have an ACB cooks list, and you can subscribe to it by simply sending an email to community at acb.org and ask to be added to the cooks list. I thought you were going to give and them the actual address. It's acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblists.org i think yeah see that's why i didn't because i'm not 100 percent certain either so we need courtney she knows but she's not here no but most people seem to have the best luck if they just ask write to community and ask to be subscribed manually so yeah all right, Jane. Well, thank you. And let's go over to Clubhouse. Ibrahim. Ibrahim, welcome. Hi. Um, I just want to say, where's the bananas in this one activity? You know, that is a great question. And uh, there is none, but I was wondering the same thing myself. And uh, I think they would go good um, with this. I, I think um, I that thought... it's that just that they happen to go bananas for this kind of bread. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good point there, Tori. Um, I saw recipes online for other monkey breads where they actually wrap the biscuit around a filling. So they would wrap it around either um, like a Lindor chocolate ball or a caramel or um, they'd make a uh, cheesecake filling or pumpkin um pumpkin really filling. Mm-hmm. and then they um wrap it in the biscuit and then they um do that now, see you could use banana to do that because you could mash up some banana exactly yeah. <laughs> then and you could have yeah, a banana, banana in your would go great yeah <laughs> So this is going to prove to be interesting because what I've got here is I think I'm doing this the wrong way. I wonder if I should be shaking each. Well, I I was having a bit of trouble with it too. So what I'm actually doing is just doing each individual one in it. Because it, then otherwise they were just trying to stick together. Yeah, but you know what I'm wondering if I could do? I think if I was to put this all in a bowl... And then just roll the entire dough in the sugar and cinnamon mixture. 
I would work too. That's what I'm thinking, and that'll prove a lot easier. All right, so I'm going to get out a mixing bowl. And I'm going to put the rest of this in here. So I guess really the more, the, the way the recipe reads is you're supposed to shake this up all at once, but that's not proving effective. So what I'm going to do, so we have to put this in the bowl anyways, now I'm just pour, putting everything in one massive lump and just kind of kneading the cinnamon and sugar into it. I think mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. <laughs> See, sometimes you actually have good ideas there, Herbie. It's amazing what can happen, isn't it? Yeah. You're probably going to need to sit down after all that thinking. I will. So the trick is to really knead this and... Um, so if you knead it enough, then you'll get it? Mm-hmm. All right, very good. And I'm sampling this to make sure that it's getting enough cinnamon sugar uh, content. You have to make sure it's safe to eat, right? Mm-hmm. It really isn't just because this is raw um, dough, but I, the chemicals they put in here make it safe, right? Right, good. Well, actually, because there's no eggs, it's fine. All right. So it's only when there's eggs that raw dough is not safe to eat. Mm. Well, don't tell that to all the cookie dough eaters out there because... Uh, I think I just did. Yeah, I think you just did too. Oh, well. So, all right. So, yeah, the tricky part is getting the cinnamon and sugar into all the dough. So you can kind of break it up into smaller pieces and roll it around and then kind of mash it together. And that should help ensure that it all gets put in the thing. All right. I've been neglectful and seeing if we have any questions. So let's go back over to Zoom. Do we have anybody? All right. Hearing silence. How about in Clubhouse? I hope that just means no. <laughs> no I guess no, not. <laughs> All right. Very good, very good. Okay. So, in that case, then. There's no one in Clubhouse, Herbie, sorry. All right. Well, that's okay. So, on that note, then, I'm just kind of using my hands to make sure this is all in the dough. And I'm actually wondering if I want a little bit more sugar. But then we are going to do the brown sugar, so. I think you'll be fine because you will have the brown sugar. All right. So next, what we need is three-fourth cup melted butter and one cup brown sugar. So for this, I'm just going to use my spreadable butter because I can. Um, that's assuming I can find it. There it is. 
and we can just easily measure out the butter into my three-fourths cup. And then, not that the exact amount probably really matters, but, uh, you know. Let's see here. We can pretend to be being careful not to use too much sugar, right? Exactly. So, let us see here. I thought I had a three-fourths cup. Apparently, I do not. So, then we'll do this the laborious way. So, I'm going to get out a bowl. And we're going to scoop the butter into it. And... The butter is a little bit tricky to scoop out because I didn't really let it soften. So I can just put enough in by hand into the three, the fourth cup here. See that it's enough and then come over here to the bowl and put it in. Then we repeat the process. And now it's starting to scoop out a little bit. And I am kind of packing it into the uh, cup. And also, folks, um, just really wanted to mention real quick, because uh, she's on here anyway, um, but Sheila, our host, has a, an awesome call called the Recipe Swap. In fact, the next one is going to be tomorrow. But next week, for the very first time, we will actually be doing a recipe that comes directly from that recipe swap. So make sure you tune into that next week as cooking Herbie's Cooking Corner meets Sheila's Recipe Swap. And maybe that's what I should call it for the title. Hmm. That's an interesting It should idea. definitely go in the description somewhere, if nothing else. Uh, uh, it, yeah, I think it will. I, I definitely think that it will. So, um, it's actually funny and not funny because I almost, the, the, you know, the way it worked is um, we picked a recipe from the documents that she sends out. In this case, it was the holiday cookies. And the documents, unless the recipe title has it listed, does not tell us who it is from. So with a, so with a blind guess, uh, forgive the pun, I accident my first recipe that I picked was Tori's shortbread recipe, and I didn't realize that she'd actually submitted that one. Um, and uh, so then we decided we went through and picked a completely different one. And I will tell you a little bit later on what we picked, but... Um, but we'll do the uh, shortbread another time. Yeah, we'll do the shortbread another time. But we chose somebody who's not been on the uh, cooking call. So uh, wanted to be fair as well and make sure that uh, everybody got a fair chance at being represented. So, all right. I'm going to melt this in the microwave for about a minute. Probably may not need the entire minute because this is... Well, and while it's butter. melting, you can put your nuts on top of your biscuits. I can. Since the so, recipe says to do that, after all. It, it, it does. Well, it says to do... Well, 
You know what I really should do first is get out my brown sugar, actually. Well, that too. Well, that too. And um, we're going to use a cup of that. First, I'm going to go check on the butter. And, um, okay, I could use a, little, a few more seconds. Good to know. It is. Um, you have to be careful, of course, with melted butter. I don't mind working with hot things. But, I, um, oh, no, it's just we heard your microwave say cooking started. That's what I was saying. Good to know. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm going to... What we're going to do here, so it calls for a cup of brown sugar. I'm going to pour that uh, brown sugar directly into this butter bowl. And mix it, kind of blend it a little bit, and then we're going to pour it on top of the monkey bread. And then I will deal with the nuts. Well, it actually says to do the nuts first, you see. That's why I was suggesting that you did that. All right. Well, then we will do the nuts first. This thing's going to drive me. I told you I'd tell you if you were doing it wrong. Yes, you did. So the nuts it recommends, and that's what we used back in the day, was uh, pecans. And so that's what I'm using. They come... At least this one comes in a Ziploc bag. These are the chopped pecans. And so the first thing is to tear the perforated thing off the top. You can should be able to feel where the seam is. Different brands may come in different types of containers. So um, things may vary. And I had an open cupboard there. That was not fun. I just ran into that. And let's see. Did it call for a specific amount? It said half a cup, I believe. That's what I thought. So I'm going to get... But I'm personally just sprinkling some on and deciding how much I think is the right amount. So. Yep. You can definitely do that too. Because um, I am. All right. So yes, you can do it one of two ways, measure it or pour in what you think is a good amount. Um, let's see, is this cup going to dry in a timely manner so I can really use it? That is the question. I think so, because I'm, well, I'm drying it, but all right, I think I'll have an easier time just pouring into the half cup which I can do over here on this other counter by the sink. Actually, I don't need to pour. I can just scoop. And I'm holding the cup of the bag so that the excess spills back into the bag. And I'm going to take this over to the bowl and just sprinkle it on there and um, on and just putting the excess on here. Half cup is a pretty good amount. All right. So now that that is done, let's go back to our brown sugar. And um, have to be careful with the brown sugar. You know, it comes just around midnight. And oh, wait a minute, we're doing this. Not music trivia. So let us talk about the brown sugar. <laughs> 
in case uh, you've not been on previous calls where I have or you're listening for the first time. Brown sugar, unlike your regular sugar, comes in a completely different type of bag. It is in a uh, more of like a Ziploc bag, whereas your regular sugar comes in those paper five pound bags. That's funny. It's funny that you're calling the other kind of sugar regular sugar because actually brown sugar is the regular sugar. It's the white sugar and stuff that's the not regular sugar because it's refined. All right. Good point. Okay. But um, so we're going to have our non-refined original sugar here, but your white sugar, which you most likely use for everything, it comes in the paper bag and I put that in a spare container so it's easier to work with. So I'm going to pour the brown sugar, the real sugar, into the cup. It will be a generous amount and the recipe doesn't say, but I, this question has come up. And so the answer is yes, I am packing it. And um, we're going to get as much into here as we can. Did I mention that this is not a good recipe to have if you're feeling health conscious at all? Um, so now that that is done, I'm going to pour this into the butter bowl and just kind of use my hands to at least get it started and then I'm going to kind of mix it down into the bowl but we're going to use a spoon to kind of just stir it up slightly so it gets a little bit better blended but uh, this is going to be a careful job so because I don't want it to spill and this is a small bowl so I'm just kind of Stirring, making sure that the brown sugar and butter meet and dissolve. Well, it's not going to fully dissolve, but. Okay, I got stuff flying out here, which is not what I wanted. It's not going to fully dissolve, but it should dissolve a little at least. Exactly, yes. And that's what we're aiming for, so just making sure I get around the edges. Okay. Now I'm going to pour this bowl into the big bowl on top of the mixture and just kind of spread it all around. All right. Right, that is done. So, before we, um, I'll tell you what, guys, if you have questions, just hold off a second. Um, so I don't, um, I don't think anybody's actually cooking along with me. So I'm going to talk about the pan and get it in there, and then we will have time for coffee and questions. So if you do have them, just keep your hands raised or hit the request to speak button. You will get brought up on stage and we will get to you. But I'm now going to try to get this uh, brown sugar bag to seal. There we go. 
And what we need here is a tube or a bunt pan. <coughs> and I don't really know what a tube pan is, but I have a bunt pan that I've had to use recently because of this very cooking call. And it says to uh, generously grease it. So since nobody likes the aerosol stuff anyway, I'm going to grease it just using uh, butter. And uh, that'll do the trick and I can definitely make sure it gets around the bottom and the sides we don't want anything to stick. So let me describe a bunt pan for those of you who have never seen it before. It has two little hand, it's a round pan that has handles on the side and it has ridges in the inside and then it has a centerpiece like a, it's like a funnel with a uh, hole in the middle of it. And the inside has ridges and it's a very deep pan. So you use this for certain kinds of cakes and whatnot, you know, so especially things that are going to rise is uh, what you want this for. All right. And um, so it says to generous, uh, generously grease it. You can use Pam if you want. I'm just using butter because the only Pam I have anyway is the olive oil Pam, which may or may not affect the flavor. It would affect it, but not necessarily in a bad way. All right. But uh, I'm just using the spreadable butter in this case. And um, Well, any change of ingredients will affect the flavor. It's just it's not always a bad thing. Yes. And now we're going to take the dough and just spread it all around the inside of the bunt pan. And so the dough is going to feel a little bit um, liquidy because of the butter and the sugar. And I'm just kind of uh, flattening it and making sure all the excess is out of the bowl. And it definitely does create quite a bit of um, mixture, let me tell you. So Basically what, you know, the recipe, it calls for you to do this stuff in a bag. I recommend that you really do it in a bowl instead. And then you can just kind of make the dough into one large bowl or several smaller balls. Um, the other thing you could do is, if you want to use the bag or the other thing, is just leave the biscuits in their original form if they're pre-made biscuits. But you're ultimately going to um, put it together anyway. All right, so I'm just pouring the bowl over here, getting out the last of the stuff. All right. 
Now we're going to bake it. Um, my only regret with this recipe, I think, is that I didn't have a little bit more cinnamon, but I'm glad I used more than what it called for. So we're going to put this in the oven. It says 25 to 30 minutes. Hey, Google. Actually, it says 30 to 40. Set timer for 30 minutes. Well, we'll do the generous uh, side of things with it. Because it's not like, well, we want it to be fully cooked, but how will we know it's done? Well, it's going to depend on whether it's gooey in the center or not. Because we've got extra stuff in the bowl here. Alright, so now is a good time for anybody who has any questions. Um, just real quickly, um, I put it in the oven. I do not use an oven glove for this part. I know a lot of people sometimes um, excuse me, think that they should like move the rack or whatever. And, and I can see how that might help you like if you're low vision and you're relying on that for your guidance, but otherwise I definitely do not recommend that method because you want something to be always in the same spot as much as possible. And I think that is a lot uh, more effective in the long run, just knowing where your oven rack is and all that. All right, let's go over to Zoom. And uh, Sheila, do we have any questions? No hands are raised at this time. <laughs> All right. And uh, how about over on Clubhouse? Uh, yes, we do have. Let's see. I thought we did. Hold, hold on here. I thought we had Ibrahim again, um, but I don't see him in the audience, so let me go. Ah, let me, uh, all right, Dexter is now in the audience. All right, next. Okay, so we're going from South Africa to India. Nobody in this country other than Diane and me are in the clubhouse right now. Well, I don't know who else is in the audience. I'm now able to go look, but... Um, um, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Well, I'm have a bad connection. Um, yes. Uh, go ahead. Okay, I do. I do have Abraham back. Yeah, uh, it's, it's him who's trying to speak. Yeah. Go ahead, Abraham. Um, sorry, uh, did you uh, put a tray underneath the bind fan? Uh, just in case there's any spill over the caramel. I do. You know, I didn't even think about that, and I probably could. Um, actually, it's, I guess it would affect the baking a little bit, but it could. It doesn't actually really affect the baking. No, um, but if like, I mean, I don't think this recipe. Oh, you mean from no? Um, I mean, it shouldn't really. 
what I usually do anyway because of um, it gives you something flatter to grab hold of. But with your bun, the pan has got pretty good handles, so if I remember it does, rightly, and that's I don't ha it does, and then I don't have to do a balancing act because yeah, I can so. just grab the pan. You know, I one of the reasons I don't like trays underneath things or whatever. Um, we do have a foil catcher though, like a tray that's in the oven that can catch crumbs and stuff. But the thing I don't I personally don't like about things being on a tray or whatever, and I have to do this for frozen dinners, is that um, it's a balancing act for me because I have to hold the tray level and also kind of grab onto the thing that is on the tray just to make sure it stays on and nothing spills. And so, Although <clears throat> if you're holding the tray level, then it would stay on anyway. It, yes. But you may have an advantage over the fact that because you could see, you might have a better spatial concept of no. how to balance things. No. No. Okay. Just um, trust me, no. <laughs> I, I do. I, I didn't think so, but uh, yeah, that, that's the issue I ran, run into is just how to balance things. And so that's why. Well, what I um, do is I make a point of, of using my hand, both hands to try and keep the tray level. And then as a general rule, that's good enough. There's the occasional time that stuff might spill over a little onto the tray as I'm lifting it out, but it, it's the worst thing that's happened. Right. Oh. right, yeah, for me it's just keeping it level, making sure it gets on the stove or whatever to the stove top to cool off and, you know, just hearing that thing sliding around just makes me nervous to where I want to make sure that it's being held in place. So. Since your bunt pan has good handles, so it'll be easy for you to grip. It's not such a big deal for you. Not with this recipe that shouldn't really spill over because that butter should melt into the stuff. and So you should be fine. Very good. All right. Thank you, Abraham. And let's go back over to Zoom. You have no hands, Herbie. All right. Um, in, Herbie, in Clubhouse, I have Dexter, but I can't, I'm not able to um, bring him I'm into the... He's, he's up. There you go. Hi, okay. Dexter. Hello. Um, actually, this isn't so much for, uh, for Herbie, but uh, with regard to that recipe swap, you sound like there are documents that are issued to people in that. There is there a way to get on the list for getting those documents? Because so you'll need at least one hundred dollars. Sure, Oh, I'm not supposed to mention that part. I mean, you no, know, it's that's middle of the night secret. for that stuff, and so you know, kind of. But I don't profit. to try and get up and listen. So what so, the real answer is is that um, you make sure that Sheila knows your email address. So if you don't have her email address, send an email through community to ask to be put in touch with Sheila to then get on her list. Okay. And then you well, can ooh. ask her for the previous documents. If there's specific ones you want, then you can do that or... She's really good, can... actually. If you say, can I just have them all, she'll send them all. It helps to say please, though. Oh, yes, you have to say please. You have to say yeah. please or else you won't. Hey, I'm normally polite. Normally, that's the key word. I like how you said normally. Um, <laughs> well, not everyone is polite all the time. That's very true. Yeah. Um, 
But no, actually, I don't know anyone who is. No. Um, anyway, but yeah, so just send an email to communityacb.org, ask for uh, Sheila, and just indicate in the email that you want to be added to her recipe swap list, and then she will respond to you. And um, also, I do want to mention that now that those calls are being broadcast into Clubhouse, in addition to the podcast on ACB Media, you can get replays of those calls and uh, these cooking calls as part of the ACB Club. So... Um, be sure to take full advantage of that so you can actually hear the recipes being read live that uh, are submitted. So that is one of the benefits of uh, the ACB club that uh, I know is being currently underutilized, but the replays for events that are broadcast in the clubhouse can really be great. And, um... The difference between the replays, though, and the podcasts is the replays are not edited, so you do get the entire shebang of the call from when it's connected to Clubhouse to when it ends. Tech gremlins and all. Yep, but the good news is it does seem like now Clubhouse has introduced a rewind and fast-forward button, so... But uh, the replays do work great, and so I highly encourage you to check those out and then you can hear the recipe swap but like i said if you get in touch with sheila she will give you the documents and we've had all sorts of them from holiday cooking to beef and chicken and uh, mexican and chinese and all sorts of stuff so microwave meals microwave meals yep there's about what 60 over 60 documents now i think so um there's a lot of them Yep. All right. Anybody else over on the Zoom side? No, sir. All right. And how about on Clubhouse? No one in Clubhouse. All right. So the question now is what recipe are we doing next week? That comes directly from the recipe swap, and that is going to be the brown sugar cookies. And um, I, they probably wouldn't have been my choice, but I let uh, Chanel have a, a say-so in the uh, options, and she likes all the sugar cookies that have been me. We did go with one of the chocolate recipes, but there's always time for that. Chanel. I, yeah. If I if I get permission, then maybe maybe I can do one of those one day. We're gonna time. let you do some chocolate cookies for Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Well, good. And uh, I don't know when Sheila will have a Valentine's Day recipe uh, swap this uh, next year, but uh, if she does and uh, it's early enough, we might be able to take another recipe from the cooking corner. That uh, cook for, for for the for the cooking corner from the cooking corner for the. It depends so, if it's the week before Valentine's Day or because uh, Valentine's Day falls on a Tuesday. So on that particular day, you can do any cookie you, you want, even if it's all chocolatey. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm, you hear how, I, how these things work. Used to be I was fully in charge of the cooking corner. Things have changed. Um, anyway, 
So that's coming up. Also. It's called evolution of, t- of times. You have to embrace yeah. the changes. Like, just like Cindy said, you have to embrace the changes and try to keep up with them because change is a good thing. All right. Well, I, I guess so. Um, so um, that is what we've got on tap for you next week. I did, some of you may have been on the uh, uh, 19th century call on Sunday. I did get a pierogi recipe, and it does look interesting. And um, I'll have to really look at it to see if that is one I do want to tackle for the cooking call, because it's, uh, it's definitely quite a few steps, because you have to make the dough and let it rise and all that. It's doable. Um, I think it might be one of those that if we're doing that, we want to um, record it before as part of it, at least. Beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that we're will... looking at that for the towards the end of February next year anyway. So we've got time to look into that. Yep. In the meantime, we've got some other exciting uh, calls coming up for you. Um after the uh, sugar cookies, it's going to be the, um, we know, I'll just bring up my schedule here. Is the, uh, the monkey bread is starting to smell good. You're going to bring up your schedule and see what you're doing, huh? Yep. All right, so. All right, so I now have my instructions here. <laughs> So next week is going to be the sugar cookies. And then the following week, oh, I got to go pick up which recipe we're doing. We're going to be making granola. This was by request. In January, I'm going to be making fudge. And uh, a certain somebody did not give me a recipe, but I got it from a certain somebody else instead. I mean, hopefully it's the one that they wanted. So uh, uh, if you want me to do something and you do not send me the recipe. And we can't do definitely. it. Nope. So, and then in, on January 10th, Liz is going to be joining us and she's going to be talking about soups. And that'll be perfect because um, even though it's uh, ideal for cold weather, I will be in the warm weather in Palm Springs that week. And um, two hours if our, behind, weather continue, I, if our weather continues the way it's going, I'm going to be glad of soup. <laughs> all right. So The, the warmest it's make, been is about 30 degrees. Burr, you can have it. Yeah, um, I mean, and I mean, and I do mean Fahrenheit. I yeah, okay. Burr is all I can say to that. So yeah, you you, you will be glad of the soup definitely. And so are your dogs, I'm sure. Little one. Anyway, so that's coming up. Then brownies the following week. I've been asked to make just a plain and simple, straightforward brownie recipe that um, is easy to do, that doesn't require anything special. So that is on the agenda. I've got to go find the recipe for that that I'm going to use. And then French toast is going to round out January. This will be a different French toast than the one I did this year because uh you may remember i did a baked french toast well next time we're going to do a fried french toast yes indeed we're actually standing in front of the frying pan and flip and uh, all that good stuff so uh, that is what's 
on going to be that today. And then our final week in January. It's going to be fitting because uh, Deb Cook Lewis, who is our uh, streamer, is going to be talking to us about a uh, cooking um, um, uh, thing here that it is her uh, sous vide. And uh, so we'll learn more about that. Looking forward to that. And um, let's see, what else do we have? Okay, wow, we're, we're booked through February. All right. We've, we have got some space in February. We've got the last week is still available, plus we left the, the 14th available for you to pick your cookie recipe Valentine's Day. Oh, I think. Thank, thank you. I know. I, I, I was just so generous. You are. So on February 7th, Belinda's dill pickle soup. So that promises to be interesting. And then right now the plan is to maybe tackle uh, Tabitha's pierogi on the 21st. And uh, that one is definitely going to um, be an interesting one. That'll be the if we end up doing it, which we probably will. But that'll be the second time Tabitha has contributed a recipe for the cooking call as uh, we did her gingerbread brownies last year. And uh, just seeing some of the recipes she's given us, I, I think that there's room for Tabitha's gourmet kitchen myself. But uh, doesn't um, have time with all the reading she's doing and, and, and crafting. Well, there's a new type of crafting. It's called in the kitchen. And uh, speaking of In the Kitchen, we've also got In the Kitchen with Courtney, where uh, just this last week she made cheese balls and spinach dip. and no, Sausage balls and spinach dip. Sausage balls, yeah. Sausage there was balls. cheese in them, though. Yes. And uh, I forget what she said she was making this week. but um, um, Sweets or cookies or something, because I'm kind of holiday treat. Right. Oh, that's right. She might actually steal Kayla's recipe fudge, which I asked her for, Kayla for. And, she might do uh, that, or she might do something else. But yep. Some kind of sweet treat, though, for the holidays. That's what she's doing. Yep. So looking forward to that. And that call is also usually broadcast on Clubhouse as well, so you can find replays for all the cooking calls and the recipe swap. Also, every other night, it's electric. Every other night? And Every other every other week, every other Wednesday night that we don't have the recipe swap. <laughs> uh, that could be a shocking experience, uh, poor Jeannie. Um, did you know now that... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think she signed up for that kind of commitment. <laughs> no. Um, so as you can hear, we've got quite a bit of cooking calls, and that's occasionally that we do have some other calls on here too, for instance, the... Um, um, Whole Foundation has put on a couple of cooking-related calls in the past and uh, for holiday cooking. And also, I know we're going to have a slew of Christmas calls, and so we'll probably have some type of cooking corner for that as well, similar to last year. Though, um, I got to tell you, it was a little bit nerve-wracking last year. I was very much concerned I'd have to cancel because... Uh, Christmas Eve night, we had a power outage, and that was unplanned, and was not sure when it would come back on. But then the f power finally did. They often are, you know. Yeah, they they, they are, that they are. Um, they are generally power outages are unplanned. I mean, 
There are exceptions, but as a general rule, they are unplanned. Yep. So, you know, the primitives from the 19th, people from the 19th century would laugh at us because uh, our lack of electricity, you know, they did just fine. Um, or people with gas stoves. But, yeah, but uh, we wouldn't hear them because they wouldn't be on Zoom. No, they would not. Um, so, uh, yeah, was was a bit concerned uh, would not be able to do a call, but the power did come back on a time, and so we did a Christmas one that year. And um, so we'll probably think of something for Christmas time this year as well. Um, if you've got any requests for future cooking calls, we do take them into consideration and uh, you can get a hold of me through the ACB cooks list or through community at acb.org and uh, or just save time and talk to me first, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better to talk to Tori. She's the actual coordinator and uh, yeah. So with that, uh, do we have any questions on Zoom? No, sir. No, all right. Um, you all are quiet this week. I'm How about Clubhouse? Uh, yeah. We do, we, we do have, um, hopefully I brought him up here, Ibrahim. All right. Yes, Ibrahim, are you up here? Are you on stage? Wait a minute. No, he's not. He's still under others in the room. Um, uh, Abraham, make sure if you want to come up on stage, you accept the uh, invite um, by hitting that join button there at the bottom. Otherwise, we cannot hear from you. So. While we're waiting on uh, Abraham, just want to mention that uh, I just tried accepting his uh, ha accepting again, though. All right. Well, he also has to press the button too. So. Okay. Um, not much uh, you can do there. So, and Clubhouse can be very fun at times. So just real quickly, some other calls that are happening right now. The Breakfast Bunch, where as soon as we get off of here, I will be bringing the monkey bread over to it. And um, so you all get to have some. So uh, did I say the Breakfast Bunch? You did. Me. The Neighborhood Coffee Club. Sorry, I was pointing out a mess to my dog so, it could, so the dog could clean the floor for me. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, the neighborhood coffee clutch, the breakfast bunch is on Sunday with Tom terrific and, uh, they're both good calls though. They are. They just operate in different capacities. Also unmute presents. We've got abacus made complicated. Oh, wait a minute. That didn't come out right. Abacus made simple. <laughs> um, there's a crochet craft later. Yep. Um, we got lively Latin. Uh, we've got the Braille call. We've got a call that would not appreciate this uh, particular recipe we're doing today, the California Diabetics in Action. <laughs> oh, well, more for us if, they don't, if they're not eating it, right? 
Yeah, well, the funny thing is, I actually am hosting it, so uh, I have to be on there. <laughs> That's anyway. okay. You don't have to contribute. You're hosting. Exactly. So, and you and anyway, you need the sugar from the monkey bread to be able to to stay up to host it, right? Yep. And because I've got to do that, I've got to finish a paper. Yeah. And uh, lots of stuff to do. And um, what else? Oh, we've got. Um, for the women out there, you've got the she shed. I think we got French, you know, it's a good thing it's the she shed though, not the wood shed because, you know, with these calls, I might be taken out to it. I don't know. Um, and, no. Uh, no. 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 Okay. I don't think so. You don't think so? All right. So that's good. And the monkey bread is smelling really good, by the way, guys, so... Um, when it gets taken out of the oven, I'll be able to use a butter knife or a fork to just kind of test the center of it. And like Tori said, the recipe calls for 30 to 40 minutes. This is going to depend on your oven and how done you want it. I think, you know, I want it to be, you know, more softer, but I mean, I want it to be fully cooked, but I don't want it to be like a chewy or anything like that um tori did you have anything additional for uh, tori's tips i know we talked about the biscuit part earlier um well the biscuit part was the main thing and also obviously with the melted butter part you can use um, a dairy substitute if you can't have the butter uh, you could potentially if you were um, trying to avoid having too much sugar because of being diabetic um, so this is for all the people going to the diabetic school later. Uh, increase the amount of cinnamon and decrease the sugar um, if you wanted to. And you could technically top it with any kind of nuts, any kind of dry fruit. One or both of those options would work. Um, and obviously, if you have to make your own versions of the biscuits, um, you could, if you have a gluten issue substitute the flour for a gluten-free option very good so uh, one thing i did want to mention real quick guys because um we didn't get a chance to talk about this much so last week on uh, this call i made the garlic chicken and um unfortunately i should have used more crackers because it did not come out as crispy as it uh Actually, I don't. Have. I don't think it was so much the amount that was used. I think it could have done with baking longer because I put mine back in for right. a while and it's crisped up some. My only problem with the that recipe is I kind of felt like it wasn't because it wasn't coated on all the sides. Right. It kind of felt like the rest of it was kind of plain. So I personally like the coating on all sides from from our previous recipe more but the topping from this one was better flavor wise definitely yep so i think their idea is the chicken to kind of cook in this because it creates a sauce and that's why they have you just coating the top but yeah i could see where coating it on both sides would make it a little bit uh, better that is for sure so that is the final verdict on the garlic chicken from last week. And um, I think you could still have the sauce and you could coat it on yeah. all sides and then still 
put the thought in there. And that's what definitely. I would do if I was to do it next time. Yeah, definitely. Although, obviously, I did it with the tofu, but you know what I mean. Yep. Same result. So. Yep. All right. Well, this is going to be the last call for uh, questions. And um, otherwise, we'll just start to head on out of here. And we have a few minutes left. But um, if um, nobody has any questions, then I'm, I'm trying Ibrahim one more time. Hi, Cuckoo Croc. Yep. I'll mute here in a minute. All right. That's okay. Um, and yeah, Abraham had mentioned too, like, you know, I mean, you do have the potential for stuff to fill up. Oops. Now this monkey bread does not have a filling in it, but I could see also, you know, he was mentioning the tray earlier and I could see where maybe if you did one that had like the caramel or chocolate filling where you might want, um, the tray because you would have the potential for more stuff bubbling out. So, um, you could do any like, kind of filling really. Yeah. So, all right, anybody over on the Zoom side? No, sir. All right, well, you know, I thought it was uh, you all guys like to pepper me with questions and behave for Courtney, but I can see it's actually now evenly distributed, so. Um, they're just too busy listening to us to ask us questions. Uh, okay. They're laughing at us, that's what they're doing. Oh, I get it, okay. All right. So as you heard, I think, I mean, really, this is a straightforward recipe. So anybody can make it. We will, Tori will get it posted out to the list along with her homemade biscuits, if you want to do that, or if you just want to do the homemade biscuits for um, um, eating or whatever. Oh, yeah. The other, yes, the other thing I was going to mention, too, in conjunction with the garlic chicken is... Um, you could do this on the UK side, though I don't think it would be good, is because uh, you were all talking about graham crackers as a substitute. And um, it occurred to me over in the UK, you could use uh, the uh, digestive biscuits for the simple fact that uh, they are a lot more crumblier than graham crackers to begin with, and so it would be a whole lot easier to work with. Now you, of course, have the dairy aspect but um, um actually there are some that are suitable for um people with dairy allergies there are even some that are suitable for people with dairy and gluten allergies all right so uh all right well i guess hey google stop we'll test this out live but yeah just the curtain yolk but you know because they kind of taste similar to graham crackers a little bit richer but they have that same, they're going to be a lot, I think you'd find them a lot easier to work with than graham crackers. I don't know. I wouldn't use either of them in that recipe. I actually, use crushed, I actually use crushed pretzels. Okay. So I've got the monkey bread out of the oven. And uh, let's see. Hey, wait, what are these monkeys doing here? They're there for the bread. Oh. All right. Stop monkeying around. No monkeying around. All right, so I've got out a fork. I'm just going to test the doneness of the bread. Ooh, this is definitely done. All right. So next is going to be. Mine, on the other hand, needs a few more minutes. All right. Well, now the real test is going to be. 
Did you, you want me to come out there? Mm-hmm. You can, um... Oh, now that I'm actually seeing it, I think we do need... Mm. It's all... Mine's all almost right. done, but just a couple all more right. minutes. Yeah, I'm going to give this a couple more minutes as well. Actually, now that I'm seeing it by cutting mm -hmm. into it. Hey, Google, set timer for five minutes. Yeah, when I first stuck mine in, I thought it was done as well. But I tried another spot, and I'm like, mm, no, maybe a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. That's why you should always, when you're testing, to see if something's done with a fork or whatever, always check in a couple of spots. Yep. Herbie, you have a hand in Zoom. <coughs> All right. Who have we got? Peggy Ann. Hey, Peggy. Hi. Um, I have a question regarding something that Herbie had just said about, if I'm understanding correctly, an alternative to graham crackers. Which I know has nothing to do with this, but I missed that. So you can find them over here. Uh, to uh, so uh, he was what? talking about a the recipe we did last week, right? Yeah. Um, and so basically, it, okay. So I'll try, I mean, I, I'll try to explain real quick. So over in the UK, um, in, instead of well, they do have graham crackers now there, and they probably did back in the eighties. I don't know, but. They have what they are called They didn't in the 80s. They, they so. do now, but they're incredibly expensive and hard to get hold of because they don't have them in all stores, but they do have them now at least. All right. You guys are becoming more and more Americanized. I know. It's all your fault. But their equivalent to graham crackers are these biscuits called, or cookies, what we call cookies, are digestive biscuits. And they have a very a similar taste. It's not quite the okay. same, but it's the closest equivalent. All right, I can think of. And so, but unlike graham crackers, they are can be a lot more crumbly. Are they and like so, a vanilla wafer here? No. 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 They're kind of, they make a good substitute for graham crackers if you're making like a cheesecake base or shortcake okay. base. Yeah, the, it, 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 the closest thing is really to graham crackers. And that, that can you is, get them here? Not very easily. You really have to find a British uh, a store. Uh, store so kind of like food. us, kind of like us with the graham crackers. Then, uh, yeah, okay. Um, we, if your grocery store some, has a, we have some ahead. stores that are very unoriginally called American candy stores where you can get stuff like that. Okay, such an original name, huh? Yeah. Yep. I was just looking because I had a hard time finding graham cracker crumbs. And then I was having a hard time finding graham crackers to crush them into graham crackers crumbs. So um, I was thinking, okay, if there's an alternative, that would be great. <laughs> well, for, for the garlic chicken type recipe, obviously I did it with tofu because I don't eat the chicken. But um, otherwise, I was essentially doing the same kind of thing. But I actually crushed pe pretzels. Oh, Okay. Because it's hard to get hold of the digestive biscuits that I can eat because a lot of them are made with butter. 
um, and uh, I didn't have any. And graham crackers are even harder to get hold of. Um, but pretzels that don't have any dairy in are relatively easy to get hold of these days. So I actually crushed pretzels. Oh, okay. So that's an option. All right. So, Diane, I understand you're air frying something for us? Yeah, um, Diane, um, you're not muted. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I thought I thought I was. Um, <laughs> the um, it, Abraham still has his hand uh, up. Abraham came into Zoom just now, so he might have raised his hand in Zoom if he was having trouble in there in Clubhouse. Okay, All yeah, because right. I, you know, I tried to accept it, and yeah, that's he fine. isn't hitting his button. Abraham you know, is to... here, guys. He's yeah, he's okay. Zoom, and he's got his hand raised. Okay. There you go. All so... right, Abraham. Let's hear from you next. Even if it's uh, let, let's hear from Abraham next, then. Okay. Hey, um, I just <laughs> there I, he is. I just wanted to say that um, it's Janine's birthday today. Uh, from it is yes, it yeah. is yes. Um, and um, I was. Uh, laughing at you guys talking about power outages because that's what exactly what I was experiencing here in South Africa. We have scheduled power yes, outages. Yes, you guys have the power, planned power outages. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, they were talking about doing it here. Thankfully, they haven't instituted that yet. Um, yeah, um, let's hope it stays that way for you guys. It's horrible. Yes. <sighs> anyway, that's it. Um, hey, Google, stop. Yeah, um, I actually heard about them because we have a, on the uh, Dice World Club that I uh, run. We actually have somebody who uh, joins us from South Africa, and uh, they they have started doing it in Ireland, but thankfully not in the rest of the UK yet. Mm, well, hopefully they do not. Um, all right. So now that that is out the oven, we will see how. This turns out so, um, Chanel, if you do want to try the first bite, I will put some on a plate. It's going to be hot, obviously, but, um, okay. So I'm going to just kind of, wow, this is definitely because um, of the caramel, the sugar and stuff, it definitely makes it um, very hot. Okay, um, hold on. So yeah, but when it comes to British uh, stuff over here, it can be very challenging to find. It's a lot easier to find other cultural foods that probably could be American. They probably not found a way to Americanize British food, which is why we can't easily get it over here. That's why you're trying to make us Americanize our food. Exactly. Um, you're trying to get us to accept your food so that you don't have to change ours, right? Yeah. Yep. See, um, I'm on to you. Yeah, I see that. I, I, I see that. Um, for what it's worth, you know, being half British, I have issues with that myself. So um, 
I'm that's okay as long as you keep being as good with ingredients with them as you are because the um american candies a lot more of them are vegan friendly so yeah let's give it a couple minutes and then i can cool down cool down um so, of course, it is extremely hot, as one would expect. You do have that sugar glaze kind of on it, which makes it... Uh, is it supposed to be like a cinnamon roll? Kind of, well, it has cinnamon in it, and I put a lot more than what the recipe calls for, so... Hmm. Um, kind of chewy, kind of burnt. Um... I'll be the caramelized sugar, the burnt. Sugary. Um, yeah. Mm, there's the nuts. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Well, there you go. Go, guys. You get the verdict. It's pretty good. So. Yes, it's right. It is. All right. Kirby, you've got 10 minutes, and Abraham has his hand raised again. All right, Abraham. Um, earlier when I said the put, uh, place tray underneath, I actually meant um, keep that tray in the oven while your, uh, your thing pre oven preheats, um, and then just place your bind pan on top of the tray, um, and then you can just remove the bind pan. Don't remove the right. tray. Leave it in the cool afterwards. Um, and do you, to unmold, uh, the, um, monkey bread, do you, um, keep it in the bind tray for like five, 10 minutes and then turn it out onto a plate or something, or do you keep it in the bind tray? So it recommends to really put a plate on top of it to flatten it out. Um, You can do it whichever way is easiest for you, though, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, this did turn out good. All right. So let's see. I will read you the exact instructions here that... That we're ignoring. Rest, that we're ignoring. <laughs> Sorry, Haley. We love you. Well, thank you, Haley. Um, <laughs> So it says make sure the pan you use is a 12 cup capacity pan. And so what she does is she puts a plate on top of the thing and then uses an oven glove to list, uh, flip it over. Um, does she later? And she holds the plate and flips it over. Does she do that immediately when it comes out of the oven or does she wait a few minutes to let that? Caramel, before um, it said wait for five minutes okay well i want to thank everybody for coming today and um thank all of you who listened my thanks to twinkling tori as always for co-hosting my thanks to uh, deb for streaming my thanks for sheila and diane working the uh zoom and clubhouse oh, you want the other plate mm -hmm. so my thanks to everybody who um 
made this uh, possible. And uh, next week, like I said, it'll be sugar cookies.